Dennis Rainey says there's a call going out to men all over the world. A call to be men, to be courageous. A call to courageous manhood is all about calling men to pound their chest and to say, you know what? I refuse to do nothing about the evil that is destroying my marriage, my children, my family, my grandchildren. I'm going to do something as a man. This is Family Life Today. Our host is the president of Family Life, Dennis Rainey, and I'm Bob Lapine. Today, we're going to begin looking at what the Bible has to say about what God has in mind for men being men. Stay tuned. And welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks for joining us on the Monday edition. Is it is it okay for women to listen to what we're going to talk about? Oh, absolutely. Oh, sure. I mean, in fact, Barbara gives a message uh, to women called "Helping Your Man Step Up to Real Manhood." Well, I know, but but you're going to be talking to the guys for the most part this week, and and this is kind of man to man, from your heart kind of stuff. It's all right for the women to. (laughs) (laughs) I I think it's going to be very instructive to single women, married women, uh, moms who are raising boys, grandmothers, um, and obviously to the single men, um, the husbands, the the dads, and and grandfathers as well. Um, We're just going to talk heart to heart about uh, the need for courageous manhood today and for men to step up and really take on the mantle of true, godly, male leadership. And this is something you've been chewing on for for quite some time. That's a, that's a nice way to put it, Bob, <laughs> chewing on it. I have tried to write this book four times in the last 10 years, mm-hmm. actually 12 years. I've run across notes that I've had that are like fossilized relics, <laughs> you know, but I've been interrupted by um, health issues in our family, um, uh, family crisis with one of our children wasn't doing real well. Uh, Barbara had a health issue. Uh, of course, the recession back in 2008 and nine that took me off the book as we uh, really scrambled here at Family Life to, to make sure we operated in the black, which by the grace of God we did. All those things took me off task, Bob, um, but I'm glad in a way because I believe what we've come up with here is going to be uh, a tool that we place in the hands of men and women, for that matter, that's going to help them be more effective in taking on uh, uh, the mantle of male leadership. This is your new book called Stepping Up, and and I think it's interesting when you look at what the Bible has to say about being a man, there is a link to the idea of courage, and, and that's what you've tapped into in this book. Right. Uh, Bob, I, I believe as never before, men are under attack today. More than 60% of uh, college students today are women. Uh, I don't think it's safe to be a man on, on many occasions. There was an article back last uh, January in the Wall Street Journal, it was entitled, Eek, a Male. Mm -hmm. And it was an article that talked about how uh, a man up in Massachusetts saw some smoke coming from a van, rushed in, and um, as he was rescuing two small children before the the van went up in smoke, uh, the grandmother uh, almost punched his lights out. 
because she thought he was going to uh, kidnap the kids. Hmm. And it's assumed almost that that men are predators, and we assume the worst about them. The article went on to say that a guy in England didn't stop and pick up a toddler beside the road because he was afraid he would be accused of uh, being a, a child molester or a kidnapper of the of the children. And so he drove on. And the toddler ended up walking off into a pond and, and drowned. Mm. Well, certainly there are men in the culture who are predatory and who do commit the kind of acts that raise the concern. But what I hear you saying is that uh, that's had a chilling effect on men being what God's called men to be. Right. And and I think for men to step up and truly lead today, it takes courage as never before. Last night, Barbara and I were uh, watching uh, a series. In fact, you loaned us this series about uh, John Adams, mm-hmm. uh, the second president of the United States. Barbara's already read the book by uh, David McCullough. I just look at the sheer size of that book, and, and it frightens me. You said, I'll watch the TV I'll series. I'll watch the series. <laughs> but at the end of the first session, I turned to Barbara, and, and I was just commenting on John Adams and his courage. I told her, I said, you know what? We know very little today as men about that kind of courage that our founding fathers had in establishing this nation. I mean, they put their lives on the line to to gain America's freedom. Mm-hmm. And I think we need a fresh vision of what it means to be a man and to step up and protect our wives, our families, our communities, our culture, and our nation from the evil that preys upon it. And I think today, I think it's going to call upon that kind of courage that our founding fathers had more than 250 years ago. Do you think men today are inhibited culturally? They, they, they back off from courage because the culture doesn't reward it? Do you think it's their own passivity that's kicking in? Why aren't men stepping up to courageous manhood? Well, if you look at Joshua chapter 1, God commanded... Through, uh, through Joshua, he commanded the nation of Israel and specifically the men. He said, be courageous. You know, don't be afraid. Be courageous. And he said it four times. Mm-hmm. So you got to wonder uh, if, if the nation of Israel needed courage in the face of fear. Why would God command it four times? I think there's something within all of us that um, tends toward cowardice, toward passivity, toward backing away from uh, confronting our fears and moving through it and, and, and doing something about it. For instance, the other day, I, Barbara and I were uh, in New York City, and uh, we were doing some shopping in a, in a French store that was an unusual store. It was all kinds of gadgets for the kitchen and for families and really had some fun stuff for, for 10 bucks, 20 bucks. and so we were looking at it. And I looked over, and there were two books that had... Uh, an obscene word on the cover of the book. And I mean, it it's the most, in my opinion, the most vulgar term you could put on the cover of a book. There were two books there, and I'm going, what's with that in this classy store? And so I thought, nah, don't do it. Don't even go there. Why mess with it? Just walk on out. And we were going to buy a couple of bibs for our twin grandchildren, and Barbara came up with them, and I said, nah, put them back. We'll just leave. And so we started to leave, and I looked over at the cash register, and I thought, that guy's probably the owner. 
I thought, nah, I don't want to. I don't want to talk to him. So I walked on out and I got to the door and there was a guy standing by the door and I said, "Is the owner here?" He said, "Yeah, that's him over by the cash register." And I thought, I got to go say something. So I walked back over and I said, "Hi, I'm Dennis. Uh, just almost purchased a couple of things in here. I really like your store, but I have to tell you." Those two books over there that you got at eye level for little kids to take a look at, and I just watched a young mom take a look at it and turn away in disgust. I, those two books have no place in a classy store like this. And he said, well, I'm, I'm really glad you said something. There's been a debate among all the people who work here, our sales force, about those books. And some of them say they should be here, and some of them say they shouldn't. And I said, you know— I just want you to know it just seems like our culture continues to spin out of control. And the easiest thing for me to have done would have been to have said nothing. But I just want to tell you, I'm offended by it, and I think you got a better story than that. And he said, well, that's, that's your opinion. And I said, no, this is not just my opinion. He said, well, they're, they're, the Ten Commandments don't speak about that stuff. And I said, you know, there are other things that are right and wrong that are absolute in this culture, that aren't in the Ten Commandments. And, and I said, you know, that's not one of them. I said, let me ask you a question. Would you present your 16-year-old daughter with a copy of that book? He looked me back in the eye and went, mm-mm, nah. I said, well, sure you would. It's obscene. It's inappropriate. And uh, I said, I'm not here to beat you up. I, I just want you to know that I think you got a better you got a better store than this. And I shook his hand, thanked him, and left. I think in those situations, Bob, the easiest thing for us to do is is assume that we're not going to make a difference. I mean, what is it going to matter that I push back against an owner of a French store in Grand Central Station in of all places in the world, Manhattan. I mean, you know, it's like, what What difference is it going to make? Well, you know what? If enough of us think that way, enough men assume that our actions are meaningless and that pushing back against evil means nothing, then what happens to a nation? It gets overrun by the evil that we were designed by God to conquer. Mm. And so I believe the theme of this book, Stepping Up, a Call to Courageous Manhood is all about calling men to pound their chest and to say, you know what? I refuse to do nothing about the evil that is destroying my marriage, my children, my family, my grandchildren. I'm going to do something as a man. And, and frankly, Bob, this is not a book that is uh, designed to beat up men. There's enough of those out there already. This is a book that is designed to call men up, to encourage them to step up, to encourage them at a point to kneel down, mm. to kneel down before the cross and ask God to help them be the man that they need to be in all the realms and all the responsibilities they have in life. Give me a definition of courage. Can you do that? I mean, how do, how do I understand what courage looks like biblically? Well, courage is doing your duty in the face of fear. Doesn't mean you um, 
Don't have fear. In fact, one of my favorite questions to ask at a dinner table, I think you've probably been at a few meals. I've been the victim of this question before, yes. You get at, you get at a table that's a round table that has uh, uh, four or five couples at it or ten people at your table. You just you hate to bore one another with yourselves. You know, it's, life is too short. Let's cut to the chase. Let's talk about some stuff of meaning, you know? So I like to ask the question. What is the most courageous thing you've ever done in all your life? Now, just parenthetically here to each of our listeners, I'd encourage you, um, before this day is over, before you lay your head on the pillow, uh, answer the question and share your answer with either a friend, your spouse, your kids, and maybe ask them the same question really is a great question. Mm-hmm. What is the most courageous thing you've ever done in all your life? And and most people's answer to the question is, I've never done anything courageous. <laughs> but then I say, no, courage is when you've faced down your fear and you've done your duty. You've done what is right. And it's been interesting to look at, at how people have answered it. People have uh, talked about a, a decision at work to push back against deceptive business practices where it could have could have cost them their jobs, um, maybe stepping away from their existing job and pursuing a dream. One woman answered the question, and this is interesting, Bob, because she couldn't think of an answer of what, what the most courageous thing she'd ever done, and her husband answered it for her. Hmm. He said, it was when you loved me in the midst of me being in an inappropriate relationship with another woman. Mm. And you hung in there with me, and you courageously loved me out of that relationship. Mm. Others have protected unborn life um, and placed a child with adoptive parents. Uh, I've heard young men answer this question talking about stepping up and away from pornography. But the most frequent answer to the question What's the most courageous thing you've ever done? Usually involves the person's father, where they stepped up and either took another job and didn't go to work for the family company. Recently, I was at a dinner table, and uh, a man said it was my decision to not go to work for my father but go to college. I was the first person in our family to go to college. There's something about our parents standing up to our parents and taking a stand for what we believe God wants us to do that calls upon a, a bedrock of courage from a, a man's life. And not to do that disrespectfully, to do it in the context of honor, but there is something about declaring yourself to be a grown-up. I mean, when, when you stand up to your mom or your dad and say, this is where I'm going, you're really saying, I, I can navigate life uh, apart from your uh, guiding me. I, I actually think it is uh, a form of a rite of passage, mm. as you've said, to adulthood, where we take a stand and we go, you know what? I'm my own person. God has a plan for me. I'm fulfilling that plan. And I will honor you, but I am going to be obedient to the God who has called me to do this thing. I was, uh, I think, in the room 
when you first took this subject on. I don't know if you'd you'd given a message calling men to step up before, but I was there one day when you had a heart-to-heart with men and called them to uh, to engage. Well, there was a group of men, Bob, and you remember the meeting, uh, uh, good men behaving not badly, but pitifully. <laughs> they just weren't being men. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of pulled off the side, did a little study of the Scripture, and put together uh, a message where I talked about how every man must step up through five steps. And he first becomes a boy, and that's the first step. And out of boyhood, he steps up to adolescence, and he begins to assume responsibility. And then at the point he turns his back on childhood and childish things— he steps up to manhood, and he assumes responsibility before God to uh, protect other people, uh, perhaps take on a wife, um, um, be a father, uh, moving on through life, assuming responsibility to be a courageous man. And I went on and talked about the other two steps of being a mentor and then the final step uh, of that of a patriarch. And it just so happened that as I was giving this message, you remember, you were there, Uh, Behind me was uh, a platform and a stage that had five steps Mm -hmm. up to the stage. And I really hadn't thought about calling men to step up. But as I gave the message and talked about stepping from boyhood to adolescence, from adolescence to manhood, to mentor and then patriarch, I literally gave the message standing on each of those five steps. Mm -hmm. And I called those men to step up and away from boyhood and adolescence and turn their backs on irresponsibility and to be courageous men, courageous followers of Christ, and and not just behave pitifully. (laughs) (laughs) What, What I remember is you standing with one foot on the second step and another foot on the third step and straddling and saying too many of us have a foot in adolescence and a foot in manhood, and we keep going back and forth, and we never fully step up and and say goodbye to to childish things as First Corinthians thirteen instructs us to do. That's right, and we're we're facing sideways on the steps rather than turning around and turning away from the childish things, facing upward to the steps of not merely manhood, but standing on that step of manhood and then facing up to being a mentor and a patriarch. And and as a result, I think what happens is, I think men are losing their direction today. They don't know what's next. They don't know what God has for them. And that's been part of the fun of putting this book together, is really thinking about how to craft this in such a way to equip men to be uh, better men, uh, to be effective mentors, and then that last step of being a patriarch. I'm telling you, it's really interesting when you talk to a group of men, they come alive when you start talking about the idea that instead of old age sapping our lives and and taking life away from us, instead God has a magnificent, noble step Mm -hmm. for every man to stand on at the end of his life, if God gives him the length of days, to to make an impact not only on his family but his community. And I think for a few select men who are national leaders upon our nation. It's interesting to see the lines converge, too, because as, as you are just now coming out with this book, 
our friends at uh, Sherwood Baptist Church, Alex and Stephen Kendrick and the team there, uh, they are putting the finishing touches on the movie that will come out in the fall called Courageous. And it really touches on many of the same themes, calling men to be godly men, to step up. You know, I think God's up to something. I, I think he is bringing the theme of courage to the entire church, but I think specifically to men today because this culture, I'm going to tell you something, it is going to demand that men look fear in the eyes and say, you know what, you're not going to rob me of being a man. I am going to protect my my own integrity, my marriage, my family, my grandchildren, my community against evil. I'm going to step up and I'm going to push back. And it is going to demand courage at a whole new level. Daniel chapter 11, verse 32 says that the people who know their God shall stand firm and take action. I think it's a picture of what courage is all about. I think courage is built as we know who God is and we know that we represent him. And then secondly, as we take action, as we refuse to do nothing, as we step out in faith and and make a difference. Back after 9-11, Peggy Noonan wrote a piece for the Wall Street Journal that, um, well, it just it described masculinity in fresh terms. And I, I want to remind our listeners of those days and also capture a picture that she's talking about uh, as she talks about real manhood. She writes, a certain style of manliness is once again being honored and celebrated in our country since 9-11. I'm speaking of masculine men, men who push things and pull things and haul things and build things, men who charge up the stairs in a hundred pounds of gear and tell everyone else where to go to be safe. Men who are welders and who do construction, men who are cops and firemen, they are all of them. One way or another, the men who put the fire out, the men who are digging the rubble out, and the men who will build whatever takes its place. And their style is back in style. We are experiencing a new respect for their old-fashioned masculinity, a new respect for physical courage, for strength, and for the willingness to use both for the good of others. You didn't have to be a fireman to be one of those manly men on September 11. Those businessmen on Flight 93, you know, the one that was supposed to hit Washington, the businessmen who didn't live by their hands or by their backs, but who found out what was happening to their country, said goodbye to the people they loved, snapped their cell phones shut and said, let's roll. These were tough men. The men who forced that plane down in Pennsylvania, they were tough, brave guys. Bob, today what is needed is for men to take on, I think, a new form of self-denial, of abandonment to self and serving their God and in submitting to him to say to their loved ones, my life for yours, my life for the next generation. If we don't, I fear that what is supposed to be the Christian family, what is supposed to be the Christian community of faith, the church, both will be rendered ineffective Mm -hmm. because men have not been men. It's a call for men 
to step up and give their lives. I love what uh, Elizabeth Elliot writes. She says, a man's willingness to offer up his life for his wife or for anybody else who happens to need him is not the end of everything. It is only the end of himself. He who is fully a man has relinquished his right to himself. I think that's the call of the cross. If you want to step up, you have to kneel down before the cross of Christ and ask God to make you the man. Well, and I think in what we've talked about here today and, and what you talk about in this book, I think you are tapping into something that's that's stamped on the soul of every man. Um, it resonates in his heart when he hears it. But uh, the flesh rebels against it. The culture doesn't promote it. And so men often shrink back. And that's one of the reasons... Uh, we're so excited that the book is now available and, and hoping that a lot of men will read it. In fact, this week, we're making this book available to any of our listeners who would like to get a copy. We're just asking that you make a donation to help support the Ministry of Family Life today. And when you do, we want you to feel free to request a copy of Dennis's new book called Stepping Up, A Call to Courageous Manhood. You can go online and make a donation at familylifetoday.com. When you do, type the word step up, just all together as one word. Type that in the key code box on the online donation form or call 1-800-FL-TODAY. You can make a donation over the phone. Again, it's 1-800-F as in family, L as in life, and then the word today. When you make your donation, just ask for a copy of the book Stepping Up, A Call to Courageous Manhood. And I should probably let folks know that right now the book is only available here at Family Life. It's not in bookstores or on Amazon or, or really anywhere else. So if you want to get a copy, either go online at familylifetoday.com or call 1-800-F-as-in-family-L-as-in-life and then the word today. Make a donation to support the ministry and request a copy and we'll get it sent to you. Now, tomorrow, we want to talk about the first step on the road to manhood. We're going to talk about what we can do to help boys get pointed in the right direction, even in the years when they're boys, so that they can grow up to be godly, courageous men. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Hope you can be with us for that. I want to thank our engineer today, Keith Lynch, and our entire broadcast production team. On behalf of our host, Dennis Rainey, I'm Bob Lapine. We will see you back next time for another edition of Family Life Today. Family Life Today is a production of Family Life of Little Rock, Arkansas. Help for today, hope for tomorrow. Whenever I mess up, I just tell my wife, hey, I'm sorry. Yeah, he is sorry. Marriage, an institution whose survival requires more than just token apologies. Ooh, it's hard for me to admit when I'm wrong. Well, I have to watch out for the big, bad... If. Yeah, like if I was wrong when I did this, I'm sorry. You can't improve on the way God says it in Colossians chapter 3, verse 13. Bear with one another and forgive as the Lord forgave you. Forgiveness is freeing to the one being forgiven and to the one doing the forgiving. I will humbly confess my sin, confess, huh, confess. even when I'm only 40% I'll forgive wrong. I'll forgive, I'll forgive you 70 times 7. I'll forgive you an infinite number of times. Not just when I feel like it. Not just when I feel like like it. Brought to you by Family Life Today and Weekend to Remember. Love like you mean it.
Thank you for listening to Family Life today. And now I'd like to take just a second to tell you about a great new way to listen to our program. It's called Zubio. Every day, Zubio gathers all of your favorite shows, just like Family Life today, into a unique, personalized playlist that automatically downloads to your computer or to your MP3 player. When I use Zubio, every day I wake up and a playlist is created in iTunes of all of my favorite programs. And now instead of listening to a show and then backing out three steps and then choosing another show and clicking to listen to it, Zubio instead just plays them sequentially and in whatever order that I predetermine. It allows me to listen to more programs in less time, and I can even skip portions of programs or entire programs really easily. Zubio truly makes my listening experience hassle-free. To find out more, just go to our website, familylifetoday.com, and click on the Zubio icon. Stay connected to Family Life Today and all of your favorite programs with Zubio.